Hey, Oasis Church Chicago, Pastor JP here. Hey, we're so glad that you're joining with us on our podcast today. I pray today that this message stirs your faith, that it builds you up, that it draws you closer to the Father's heart, and ultimately that you just feel the embrace of heaven. We would love to stay connected with you and you to stay connected with us. So please feel free to check us out on our website, oasischurchchicago.com, or download our app, Oasis Church Chicago. Also, you can be sure to join with us on our live stream on our YouTube page every Wednesday night and Sunday morning. Now here's today's message. Oh, you guys look amazing today. So good to be back. I've been away for, from preaching for um, almost six weeks. So I just really want to say, first and foremost, can we thank the, the rest of the team, the pastoral team, Rachel, Ruben, Nick, Eric, that preached while I was away. Um, thank you. Rachel and I were able to get away for a couple uh, days as a family and just get some renewal, get some refreshment. And so as we were away, I was just... Um, praying and asking the Lord what he would have us to, to enter into. We are, we are moving into a, a time on the calendar year where Advent is right around the corner. How many of you can believe that Thanksgiving's coming up in a couple weeks? Christmas is right around the corner. We're going to start all the holiday craziness, and it's going to be awesome, and um, it's going to be a wild time. But, but we're almost there, believe it or not. And so as we enter into that, that space where we are looking um, and remembering the Lord's coming, right? Jesus coming as a baby. Um, I, I was praying like, Lord, what, what would you have us? We, we've been going after presence. We've been teaching presence. We've been just teaching and equipping the body. What would you have for us for the next couple weeks um, leading into that time? And so the Lord just put a, a, a message in my heart, a series, forgive me, in my heart. Um, and we're going we're gonna to look at the book of Ephesians um, today and, so, and throughout the next couple of weeks. So going through the book of Ephesians. And he just put this phrase across, across my eyes. You know, every so often the Lord will do that. He'll just, like, it's just one word or maybe a couple words. And don't discount that. Like, don't downplay that as, like, your conscience. Right? Hello? You awake this morning? Like, like lean into that. If you just hear a word or a phrase or something, lean into it. It's probably the word now, if it's like against his word and it's against his character, don't lean into that in Jesus' name. You guys are with me. Lean into what he's saying. And the, the phrase, a strong church, came across. And I said, Lord, okay, like, can you sh- share more? And he said, I, I, I want you to equip the saints for what's ahead. A strong church. And so I, I went to the best place I could to look up the word strong. I, I thought I knew what it meant. And I, I read the definition in the dictionary. And this is what it says. Are you ready? I know some of the guys have been teaching. I, this is interactive with me. Able to withstand great force or pressure. Strength, strong, able to withstand great force or pressure. Another definition is this. Not easily destroyed. Disturbed. Do you hear that? Not easily disturbed, upset, or affected. Now that now I'm not sitting here saying as a church, because hear me, I want to say this: we're not we're not shutting off our emotions. We're just going to grow cold and hard. That's not it. I'm talking about the body where we are a people that not or that that don't become easily disturbed and upset or affected. Maybe by by the winds and the waves and the chaos that are pushing against us. We we stand strong. The last definition is this, is a firmly held or established. It's very intense. So I really feel in my heart that the Lord is calling specifically Oasis Church Chicago. And I believe he's doing this in a lot of places, in a lot of churches. Um, He's calling us to be a church that is a strong church. When we were away, the Lord led, led me to the book of Revelations. It's a great book. I encourage you guys, read the book of Revelations. Don't be scared. Don't get all the left behind movies in your head and be all freaked out. 
How many of you were a kid and like, you couldn't find your parents in the grocery store, so I thought I was done. I was done. I was like, I missed it, Lord. Forgive me, Lord, all my ways. Please, please. Nobody else? Just a Christian's joke? Yeah. But I was like, all right, Lord, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to read and, and study the book of Revelations. And, and at, as I was there, I, I landed on Revelations 2, and it's where John, the writer, addresses uh, the church of Ephesus. And John writes to the church there and He's talking about the church and he's sharing what, what, is, what is being declared over that church. And, and, and he sees that church and all of its perseverance, the church of Ephesus. And they're enduring for the name of Jesus. They weren't growing weary, but he held one thing against them, he said. He held against them that they needed to return back to their first love. And in Revelation 2, John writes that the, the church of Ephesus, hey, I, you're doing great. You're doing awesome. You're strong in the Lord. But you got to do this one thing. You got to get back to your first love. And he says uh, to return to the things you used to do at first. So he says, repent. Do the things you used to do. Get back to your first love. And so that passage resounded in me over the last couple of weeks, and as the Lord then shared that, that word with me, I said, Lord, we're going we're gonna to lean into what it looks like to be a church that is strong and that gets back to the first love and the things we did at first. I said Wednesday night, if you were here, please come to prayer meeting. It's really important. I'm going to share more about the power of prayer in this time, but like I said to our church that, that evening, I said, we, we are getting called back to the basics. You know, as an athlete, sometimes one of the things that, you need, that I had to do the most when I'd get into a funk, right? I'd get into a season where I'd just be like missing it, just down, like just missing the mark, right? And I would remember that my coach in college, my second coach in college, he, he brought me into his office one day and he said, Jay, you're going to be all right. You just got to get back to the basics or the fundamentals. Just get back to the things that worked well for you. Don't try to overcomplicate this. Don't try to make this something else. Just get back to the basics and you'll be all right. And so I did that and I was all right. And I believe the Lord's calling us as a church to get back to the basics, to get back to the first love, to get back to the things that God's called us to do. And so as I read Revelations, then I go and study Ephesians. I, I want to say like, Lord, what did the church of Ephesus do that was, was the basics? What did they go after that was so like, man, return to that? Why, why, why were those words penned to them? And, and as I read throughout that book, you get a glimpse into the writings of Paul there to the church and his call to the first couple chapters, who you are, who they are in Christ, what, what, what Christ has done for them. And then you get into the second half about how to live as a believer in the the Lord says, this is the calling for the bride of Jesus Christ today, to return to the things. And if you go to where we're going to go today, open up your Bibles to Ephesians chapter 5. I, I land in Ephesians chapter 5. We're going we're gonna to walk through the book of Ephesians, but I'm going to jump to chapter 5 today. Is that all right? Is that, is that all right? And I get to this phrase in this section. I'm going to talk about it, but it gets to this, this phrase where it says, a holy and blameless church. And I stop, and I first take a moment, and I say, am I holy and blameless, Lord? Because, like, right, what's the church? Not some building, not some us. So I say, Lord, am I holy and blameless? 
But this is what you're calling us. A strong church has to be first and foremost a holy and blameless church. This is the call for us as we return back. A a blameless church washed by the water with the word, presented without spots or blemishes, holy and blameless. And so Paul's writing these words and he's saying, church, this is who you are. This is the call for the church to be a church consumed with who you are in Christ, to know that and out of that you will operate and flow like a child of the king. So Ephesians 5, we're going we're gonna to read right here to start. I'm, I'm a little running behind on time, but we'll see how much we get through this, and then we'll see what happens. Amen? Amen. This is the call. A holy and blameless church. A holy and blameless people. Ephesians 5, verses 21 through 32. It says this. Submit to one another out of reverence for Christ. I could teach a whole message on that. Submit to one another out of reverence for Jesus Christ. Wives, submit to your, husband, to your own husbands as you do to the Lord. For the husband is the head of the wife as Christ is the head of the church, his body of which he is the Savior. Now as the church submits to Christ, so also wives should submit to their husbands and everything. Before anybody shuts this off, let the word teach you. Husbands, love your wives. You know, I've studied this thing all week. I've read that over and over, and every time I read that line, I get so convicted. Babe, I love you. Just as Christ loved the church and gave himself up for her. Did you hear that? To make her holy, cleansing her by the washing with the water through the word and to present her to himself as a radiant church without stain or wrinkle or any other blemish, but holy and what? Blameless. In the same way, husbands ought to love their wives as their own bodies. He who loves his wife loves himself. After all, Paul gets back to it, no one ever hated their own body, but they fed and they feed and care for their body just as Christ does the church. For we are members of his body. For this reason, quoting Genesis 2, for this reason, a man will leave his father and mother and be united to his wife, and the two will become one flesh. This is a profound mystery. And then this is what Paul says at the end here. It's crucial. But I'm talking about Christ and the church. But I'm talking about Christ and the church. A holy and blameless church. I love to iron I also own a steamer. It's a great thing in my house. When I met Rach, she did not iron or steam anything, and she thought that I was nuts, and she still doesn't let the record know, and this is going on the record, that I iron and steam Rachel's clothes for her in Jesus' name. That's the kind of husband I am. I'm just here to serve. Just serving her into greatness. I love to iron. I love when you get the clothes out and you shake them and they're all messed up. And I love putting that thing on the board, getting that steam going and just, it's kind of my meditation time with the Lord. I love to iron. I love to see a cleaned iron shirt. I'm the guy that drives in a car to an event with another, with a different shirt on because the other shirt's hanging up in the back seat. (laughs) Judge me all you want. I don't care. This is who I am. I'm almost 36. I've just come into agreement with who I am. 
I love to see a clean piece of clothing then ironed out. It's not good enough, at least for me, to just get it out of the washing machine and the drying machine and be like, oh, the stain's gone and to be all wrinkled. No, I love to see it smoothed out and ironed. Now, you might think I'm nuts. It is what it is. But I use that to say, like, Jesus Christ came, and because of the cross and the empty tomb, and in the moment that you said yes to the call from the Holy Spirit to receive him, you were washed and cleansed. Hear me. Some of you don't even hear that. Please hear me. The moment you said yes to Jesus, you were washed and cleansed by the blood of Jesus Christ. Say amen to that church. You were washed, cleansed, purified by the blood of Jesus Christ when you said yes to him. Do you understand the power of that statement? It is nothing else you need to do. There's nothing else you have to do. You were cleansed and washed by the blood of Jesus Christ when you said yes to Jesus. The cross and the blood and the empty tomb has cleansed and purified you. That is your position. Come on, that's a really good place to just thank the Lord that you are washed and cleansed, holy and blameless. But there is a great work called sanctification that happens in us where the Lord is calling us just because I'm washed, just because I'm cleansed, there's some ironing now that needs to happen. There's some wrinkles and some blemishes that are on me that need to get pressed out. Some of it will work with the iron. Some of it needs to go to the dry cleaner where they got all the big machines and they're just working that thing out. Like This is the call today that, that I want to get across that when I say holy and blameless, I'm not sitting here saying we are, we are people that are just full of sin. If you hear that, it might be the conviction of the Holy Spirit. Deal with it. What I'm saying is, is we are a people because of Jesus Christ in front of me. Do you know that I stand? We stand behind Jesus Christ right now. And because he's in front of me, I am holy and blameless because of him. But that doesn't call us to go and to just cheapen what he's done for us. It's a great call for us to enter in now that process of being ironed out, being cleansed continually, being washed continually by the word and the becoming a people that is holy and blameless, presented before Christ, for Christ. And I believe today, prophetically, I must say this, the Lord is looking to purify his Bride. He is looking around right now asking, who can I iron today? <laughs> That's a weird thing to say. Who can I press and, 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 and purify even more? Because Jesus is returning. Do you know that? Do you know that he's coming back? When? I have no clue. Like, do I, do, I, do I try to get it together? No, we shouldn't. He says that. Would I do look and go, okay, this is what's happening. Great, but I just want him right now. But he is going to come. And we get to rule and reign with him. Are you awake this morning? And in order to be able to prepare for that day when he comes, the call is for us to now become a people that are holy and blameless to the best that we can be today. And he's looking across the church going, the games are over. The, the show's over. The Sunday gathering Christian, like, we love you. He loves you. But he's asking and inviting you into more. Because when we comes and we rule and reign with him, we need to know what his kingdom is about. You guys with me right now? 
And so he's looking across going, hey, I, I, want, I, I need to iron some things out in the body. I need you to get back to your first love. I need you to get back to the basics. I, I, anybody remember when they first got saved? Every hand should go up. Do you remember when you first said yes to Jesus? Slip your hand up. Do you remember how all, like in awe you were? Do you remember how you just got saved? At least for me, I got saved. I ran out. I, I got saved at a university where I was a mess. Everybody knew I was a mess. I got saved and I ran out and everybody heard that like I got saved. It was weird. I don't know why. And I remember running up to people like, I got saved. He saved me. He loves me. I'm the one he loves the most. Let me tell you about him. I was crazy about him. I was infatuated with him. I wanted nothing more than him because he saved me. I, I mean, I deserved hell. I deserve death. But he looked down from heaven and said, no, Jay, I'm madly in love with you. I love you. And he saved me. And I couldn't stop telling people about it. But over the years, if I'm being honest, that honeymoon stage with Jesus kind of wore off. The things that I did with him those days, I started to watch as they kind of slipped away and I got distracted and I got overwhelmed with work and I got overwhelmed with this and I let this steal this and this attention. You with me? But, but, but over the years, the Lord has constantly, continually reminded me, get back to the first love, Jay. And he's calling it at a greater level today. Get back to your first love today. Get back to the moment where you were just in awe of him. Well, Jay, you don't know. I'm losing my job. Get back to your first love. Well, you don't know, I'm losing my 401k. Welcome to the club. Like, get back to your first love. Well, you don't know what my kid is going through. Get back to your first love. Get back to him and allow for his ironing and his shaping and his cleansing of the Holy Spirit to come over you, to continue to purify us. He is purifying his bride. He's, he's giving his bride identity. I'm just going to get through my introduction today. He's giving his bride a calling to get back to the identity of who we are called to be. We will walk through that through the first couple of chapters of Ephesians. Paul continually tells us who we are in Christ and what we've gained by being in Christ. He is calling back right now for us to be a church that knows who we are in him. Can I tell you, when you know who you are in Christ, you stop caring about what people have to say about it. The fear of man is a trap. But when you know who you are in him, holy and blameless before him, united with him, you operate like you don't care about anything. Have I been there and nailed it every time? But this is where that holy and blameless continually keeps coming into play. A strong church, a strong people. He's washing his bride to prepare his bride. I got an image when I was writing this of a dirty shoes. You know, if I have dirty shoes, it's a problem. If you know me, I, I'm not, Rachel does not care. I could buy Rachel a new pair of shoes. She's running through the mud with those things. I love you. I love you. I'm not. I'm tiptoeing out of the mud and going, taking them off. But I got a picture of, of, of dirty shoes, not Rachel's shoes, as I was preparing this. And I, and I got a picture of, of, of me at the kitchen sink, because that's where I wash my shoes. <laughs> and I was spraying, can I, I'm just giving you insight into my life. I was spraying the shoes with, with a, with a what is that called, the faucet, and, and taking a magic eraser. You guys ever use a magic eraser? How awesome are those? Um, and, and I was scrubbing a dirty shoe that's full of mud. And it was a fully like black and brown shoe turned into complete white. And the Lord said, that is what I'm looking to do in the bride of Christ today. I'm scrubbing the bride of Christ. I'm washing the bride of Christ. Will you enter into it, church? 
Will you enter into that? Like I said, he's coming. So will you enter into the great washing and cleansing that he's calling us for to be able to be prepared for what he has for us in the age to come? I saw the picture of that becoming a a realized people. The fact that we are joined together with Christ in a union with him, a marriage. Isn't that weird language in the church? You know, I used to hear that all the time. You're married to Christ. I'm like, that is so weird. Like, as, as a, I'm just being honest. Like, as a guy, I'm not, I'm not married to Christ. That's weird. Nobody else? Just me? Anybody else? Yeah. Like, married to Christ? No, I just love him. He's, I'm a son. No, no, no. The word of the Lord right now over the body of Christ is this, is you are married to Christ. You are in union with Christ. You have become a part of the bride. He is the bridegroom. And the bridegroom is going to walk in one day and the bride is going to be ready for him to come. You with me? I remember the, the, the time, the moment that I got to see Rach for the first time on her wedding day. I was so scared. I was so nervous. I, I kept asking the guys, where in the world is she? Like, I'm ready. I'm ready. It's that eagerness with Christ with us. He's, he's, he's looking, he's ready, he's anticipating coming, he's ready, but he's looking to receive a bride that is ready for him. And if we come, can I share this? Because this is it, it's already 11.30, praise the Lord. Can I, can I say this? What was I gonna say? <laughs> It'll come. Lance, what'd you say? Yes, amen. This is so funny. This never happens. I could be so distracted and get right back into it. I know what I'm saying. I'm just trying to process it here real quick. Jesus has united himself to us. Can you get that picture in your head? Jesus has united himself to you and your flaws, with all your failures, with all the stuff that nobody else knows about that you're dealing with, he still has united himself to you. Do you hear that, church? He has united himself to you. See, for so long, for so many years, it's been that I have to get, I have to, I have to, and there's all that, there's, there's so much to be said about that. There's, there's obedience that plays out in the kingdom, but what would it look like for us to become a strong church by understanding that we have been united with Christ? That Christ has united himself to you in your depression, in your fear, in your doubts, and your worries, and your fumblings, and your stumblings, and all the other things in between. He has united himself to you. I don't know about you, church, but that makes me get a little bit more stronger in my spirit, that I know that what could separate me from the love of Jesus Christ? Hello? What, what, this, this is count, like, what could separate me from the love of Jesus Christ? If I go here, you're there. Like, like Christopher had no idea. Like, if, if I go to the depths, you're there. If I go to the heights, you're there. If I make my bed here, you're there. Where can I go from you? He's united himself to us. We are in union with him. 
We are the bride. He is the bridegroom. He is madly in love with us. This, this is like the best news today. A whole, uh, Jordan, can you come on up just to play? Like, this is the best news today that a holy and blameless church is one that understands I have been cleansed and washed by the word in the water, the baptism of the spirit, the covering of his blood. I have been washed and cleansed. I am not perfect. I am not where I want to be. I, I'm not where I, I desire to be. But guess what? He's united himself to me. So what can I do to say? separate myself from him. Jesus, you love me? You love me when I lose my mind? Yeah, Jay, I love you. You love me when I, when I find myself in a battle of just anger and depression? Yeah, Jay, I love you. Jesus, you, you were for me. You were madly in love with me when I was wretched and full of sin and full of debauch, like everything under, you loved me? Yeah, Jay, I loved you. Tell me another God that does this. But our God, our King, our Savior has looked down and said, I'm going to unite myself with the people of God. I'm gonna unite myself with my church. I'm gonna unite myself. And as I unite myself to them, they will become like me, holy and blameless. You may not feel holy and blameless, because, come on. Yeah, I, wanna, I, I don't feel it. Anybody else? Like, I, I don't feel holy and blameless. I don't feel holy and blameless when me and, me and Rachel have a moment I don't feel holy and blameless when I, when I look at Titus and I'm just praying in the spirit of God. I don't feel holy and blameless when I don't treat someone the way that I should. This isn't a pride thing. This is a reality. I'm not where I want to be. But I can't run from him. What would happen if the body of Christ understood this and caught this and grabbed a hold of this? So I'll just finish with this. You know, the, the scripture is a very interesting scripture. You know, he, he's talking about marriage. He's using the analogy of, of wives and husbands. And, and I know this scripture verse has been, uh, I'll just say it's been jacked up, messed up, like used to manipulate and all that stuff. Like, hear me. But when you actually get the essence of what Paul is saying here, it is such a beautiful picture of Christ. See, what the overall theme of that section of scripture, it's not of necessarily marriage husband to a wife. It gives you insight. It gives you understanding, but it's actually the marriage of Christ to the church. Do you hear me? That's why when you read that, I'm like, oh my goodness, there's such good things here. It says, wives, submit to your husbands. Well, 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 what? In 2020? No. No, it's saying JP as a part of the bride, submit yourselves to him. Do you hear me, church? JP, as a part of the bride, submit yourself to Christ. Husbands, love your wives as Christ loved the church. He's, he's referring to Christ as the husband, the one that would give up his life sacrificially. He would say, yes, so as I am part of the, you with me, you with me, this should fire your spirit up. As I am a part of the bride and I submit to the Lord, he as the great bridegroom gives his life to me, gives his everything to me. He gave up heaven for me. Because I'm the one he loves the most. He gave up heaven for me. And you. 
And he's given his life to me to never leave me, never forsake me, never abandon me. Yes, I don't feel it all the time, but guess what? It isn't about feelings. But I'm his bride. And so I'll submit to him. Some of us need to learn how to become the bride. That's weird for dudes. Learn it. Learn it. God tells you something. Can I tell you something? I feel the presence of God. I haven't even gotten to this. You all right? I've learned quicker obedience is so much more satisfying. It's kind of toiling, toilsome to like fight with God. You ever fought with God? I'm not doing that. I've got more gray hairs fighting with God. I've got more wrinkles. Faster obedience, faster submission. Why? He's worthy of it. Well, give me more. He gave us everything. Give me something else. Give me some deep theological life. Yeah, he died on a cross. He gave his life up for us. He united himself to us through that moment. So guess what? My call is to submit and to receive his love. Right? So yeah, practically, husbands, we got the, call, we got the higher calling, the harder calling. Die. <laughs> Husbands, die and love your wife. <laughs> Ladies, just let him lead you because <laughs> he's dying to himself. Isn't this good? No, no, 2022, no, it's not good. No, it's super good. It's really good. It's really good. I'm united to Christ. Christ came and united me to himself. I'm holy and blameless before him. So, this week, as we get into more of this in the week ahead and weeks ahead, what would it look like for you to wake up? I'm landing the plane right now. What would it look like for you to wake up every day and just say, Lord, I'm holy and blameless before you. I want more of it. Cleanse me more. Iron me out a little bit more. There's some wrinkles in me that I don't like. There's some habits that I fall prey to that I don't like. There's some mindsets that I, I allow for to happen. Just would you just iron, would you, would you just, would you just take it over right now? Remind your spirit, Lord, you've, you've, you've united yourself with me. I can't run from your heights. I can't run from the depths of your love for me. Some of you, you might find yourself in a moment of great temptation this week. Instead of trying to muscle your way through and trying to get it out, because I've been there, I, I, I got saved, and I, I, got, I, I find myself even trying to muscle my way through it. Can I tell you, none of us are strong enough. But some of you, I really feel like you're, you're going through some stuff, and you're going to find yourself in a temptation this week, a trial. Instead of fighting it with muscles, start fighting it with him and his words. Say, no, 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 I've been united with Christ. I'm the bride of Christ. I don't have to fall prey to this. I'm the bride of Christ. I'm the one he loves. I'm the one he loves. Church, I pray this awakens your spirit. Pray that this 
This isn't some self-help message talk. This is the Lord by his great power strengthening his church. Because imagine a church of a bunch of, I don't know, I'm guessing, I'm usually good at this, maybe 160 people in here that were full of the love of God. That were full of the love of God. You with me? Filled up with the love of God. That understood the great love of God for them. What would happen? Oh, I believe that our times together would be so rich. They're rich now. I think they'd be richer, right? That, 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 are, that are submitting one to another, loving one another, covering one another would be even more greater than they are today. Well-to-well stuff, giving like that would be not even a thought, not even a question. You know why? Because I know that I've been united with Christ, that I'm holy and blameless. This, see, the functioning starts to happen when you understand your positioning. Don't operate in function to get to a position. You've already been positioned. Do you need to hear that again? Some of you might not feel like it. You've already been positioned. Be in your position and function out of that position. Don't try to do things to get to the position. You've been united with Christ, church. And everybody says, you've been united with Christ, church. And everybody says, you've been united with him. So the Lord is creating a strong church. And we're going to lean into this over the next five, six weeks. So continue. I encourage you. This is my last thing. Read through the book of Ephesians. Don't leave here and just be like, I'll just get back next week. Go home and over this week and over the next five weeks, read the book of Ephesians. Can we do that, church? I, this, is, this is real. I'm going to ask you to make a commitment to that. Well, slip your hand up if you're going to commit to that. If you don't, if you don't want to, don't, don't slip your hand up. There's no condemnation. Okay. Your yes is your yes. Go home and read your Bible and let the word of God wash you and cleanse you and purify you. Amen. Thank you.